Welcome to Random Gaming Toolkits Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing alright. Yeah, doing pretty good. Uh, what have you been playing within the last week or so? I've been playing some uh, more of Hard Space Shipbreaker. Don't really have enough time in it to do a, a proper review, but I do plan on getting that done over the weekend. Uh been playing a lot more of BattleTech. I've been doing a lot of that with the new rig that I've got set up. It's so much better now because you get a lot more of the textures, you get a lot more of the graphics, you can turn it up a little bit more, and you can just see how awesome that game is. Uh, other than that, I've just been bouncing around this game, that game. I tried to tr- play that uh, Coffee Talk game that was the free game with gold. Uh, for June. Oh yeah. But when I downloaded it and tried to start it, it had some like weird terms and service agreement to access my information outside of uh, Xbox Gold, and I'm like, nope, cancel, delete, not gonna do that. Okay, I don't know anything about that, so because I didn't get it as I don't even have uh, Xbox Live Gold, so um, I hadn't heard about that anywhere else. So I, I, I don't know. Didn't know what to tell you about that, but um, there's still a game I'm interested in checking out as well. I think it's on, isn't it on all the consoles now? I know it's on Switch, because that's I think where it first came out. It's obviously on Xbox. Uh, I think it might be on PS4 somewhere. So, uh, for myself, uh, obviously last week I talked about um, finishing Last of Us 2. Uh, I believe, yeah, last week when we did the podcast I didn't have my review out because that was done the next day. My review is out uh, I've called it something special, given it a don't skip rating, called it a masterpiece, 10 out of 10, all those all those phrases, if you will. Uh, so you can check out my review for that. It is uh, 52 minutes long, but there is a 22, 25 minute spoiler free section at the start. I give you very, very clear warnings uh, when I'm going to go into spoilers, quite a long spoiler warning. But, you know, I don't want someone to say, hey, Matt, I couldn't click the podcast off quick enough when you spoiled The Last of Us 2. So uh, I gave plenty of a spoiler warning, plus at the start of that episode I explained how I was going to lay out the podcast but uh, you can go and listen to that if you want to like I said if you have or haven't finished the game you can listen to the spoiler free part if you finish the game or you know the story uh, you can check out the spoiler free part but if you've read the leaks and you think you know the story you don't you're missing context so don't listen to the spoiler part make sure you play the game or you watch a let's play or do what Robert did which was check out someone else's uh, spoiler review. I mean, for Robert, it was a bit, it was a bit different for you, wasn't it? Because obviously, you, you were just checking out like what the story is about mm-hmm. and stuff. But uh, yeah, nonetheless, if you've seen all of, if you know about all of the game, you can then check out the spoiler section. But uh, yeah, my review is out there, and you can uh, have a listen to that. So, and uh, for clarity, the the YouTube video that I shot was not like some, you know, three minute, four minute. This is why this sucks. This was a thirty five minute video. Mm-hmm. It was broken down into three parts, uh, mechanics, gameplay, and story, but they all kind of interwoven with each other because, mm-hmm. you know, the mechanics of this and the story of that. And a lot of it was also back reviews for some things that Sony specifically said did not happen that wound up happening. And so it was a very, very comprehensive review on that. And if anybody's interested, we now officially have a Discord channel. Uh, you can just join it. Uh, I'm sure Matt will have a post up on it here shortly and then if anybody's interested i can pop that video into the discord and everybody can see what i'm talking about cool yeah uh, thank you for reminding me by the way <laughs> by the way for that because i said about that earlier um to you but yeah we do have one of uh, a discord thing um i have set it up and stuff and if you want to find the link i did put it on our facebook page and the twitter page i, I tweeted out basically uh, i'm going to put it on the, in the facebook group at some point later so if you're interested in that you want to get involved in some discussion uh also share the well share the, the website around the podcast around and the discord server and all that sort of stuff uh, to get people more people involved with entertainment talk so we'll see how that goes but uh yeah it's something that you'd recommended me to do uh a couple of weeks ago or for, for a little bit of time and i uh, found a little bit of time to set it up today so uh go and join in with that as well so there you go. Uh went back into Call of Duty, uh, still had some fun and, and that and still, you know, won some games and uh enjoyed some trash talk and, and that sort of stuff. Uh I mean like to kinda of put this out there on that, like if you're gonna do friendly trash talk where you don't make it personal and you don't say silly things and stuff, I'll I'll engage with you in that in that sort of trash talk. But when people like, you know, start, you know, getting into 
I don't know, political nonsense or they start like getting personal and that that that's when you start to switch off from that sort of stuff. But anyway, it's been it's been pretty fun. Uh, season four is out. I am downloading it. I've no idea when it will finish download because downloading because sometimes it takes a bit longer than other times, but uh I'll give some impressions of the new map uh next week because I can't play it right now. Plus I'm making a podcast so I also can't play it anyway. Um but uh, yeah, we're going to get into some details for Season 4 a little bit later on and what that entails. Uh, and I do have some complaints about the updates for the game as well. Not just how long they are, which I have already complained about, but just the the content of the updates. But we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, speaking of updates for things, um, yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much it. Last of Us 2 reviews out there. I am going to go into the uh, New Game Plus. I just needed to sort of distance myself, not distance myself come away from the game a little bit, think about it, do the review, think about it a little bit more, look at some discussion online, play Call of Duty and, and do some of, some of the other stuff. So uh, I will eventually return to uh, Last of Us 2 for New Game Plus. And, uh, some, now are you going to some... go for a Platinum Trophy? or Yes, I am. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's one of the weird things. As much as I love games, I've never done that. I don't have a single I... Platinum Trophy, but to be fair, I think out of the 70s, 8,000 plus gamer score that I have. I think I have maybe seven games 100%ed, not counting like the um, uh, Telltale games, which I don't count those because you just finish the game and you yeah. basically 100%ed it. Story stuff, yeah, basically. It's for, it's for chapters in it. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I rarely do it, but like I do it with games that are pretty special to me. So things like Spider Man, the Crash Bandicoot games, not Crash Bandicoot 1, because that's will make me lose my sanity. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, Last of Us 2 is going to be included as well. I heard that the first Last of Us was really, really difficult to platinum. Uh, so I never did actually attempt that. But uh, I will be trying with Last of Us 2. So, uh, well, anytime a game has multiplayer achievements, that makes it like infinitely more hardable. Yeah. Because who's playing the Last of Us 1 multiplayer right now? Probably no, probably like 10 people. <laughs> yeah, probably very little people. Uh, very few people. Um, but... Um, yeah, that's it for the stuff we've been playing and that. Speaking of things we've been doing, let's move into some housekeeping. We'll see you for that in a minute. All right, so recently on Entertainment Talk, um, I'm introducing a new feature as of next week. I'm not going to do it this week. I'll give uh, just some time and then introduce it next week. Uh, it's going to be called the Instant Podcast. I won't get into all the details of what it is here because I did a 10-minute podcast discussing what it is, what it means what it's about and how you can get it and which series it will be for and all that kind of stuff so i'm not going to repeat myself here if you want to listen to what the instant podcast is how you can get it and all the stuff all the information surrounding it you can listen to that particular podcast it's called introducing the instant podcast and uh, you can have a listen to that uh, but uh, Let's Play Sunday's episode 48 for The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners in VR I need to get back to that as well I still got a lot of stuff to play but uh, all in good time uh, but that's the latest Let's Play Sundays episode. Uh, of course, my review, Don't Skip The Last of Us Part 2, Something Special, which is what I have named. If you did or did not like the game, that's totally fine. Uh, I, am, I am happy to engage with discussion with people in if they did or didn't like the game or whatever. Because um, that's what we like to do here, is, to, is discuss things, debate things about games and all that sort of stuff. So uh, you can do that as well. Uh, but you can check out my review, like I said, spoiler-free at the start for about... 22 25 minutes or so and then i give you a very clear warning as to whether i'm going to go into spoilers uh so you can check that out as well uh did one of my uh, streaming service reviews uh for quibi uh have you heard of quibi robbie Ro yeah Robert? we talked about that a few podcasts ago because we did, we? yeah it was short for quick bites and i was mentioning how much money they must have dumped into that because you know, Idris Elba's got a series on it. Uh, Chrissy Teigen's got a series on it. Uh, Jack Bauer's got a run on it. I wish it was Jack Bauer. Oh, it's <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland in a CTU jacket. Is that not Jack Bauer? No, it's it's a completely different show. It's called The Fugitive. Oh. But it's it's Kiefer Sutherland playing a agent in some way, shape, or form. Um, I don't know what happened to that, actually. It was supposed to air in June. And today's the last day of June, so I have no idea. But uh, anyway, you can check out my review for the uh, Quibi streaming service, which I have used. And um, yeah, you can have a listen to that if you want to. Uh, random Gaming Talk last week, Crash Bandicoot 4 was announced, which is really, really good. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 had a presentation, and we talked about just a lot of discussion around The Last of Us Part 2. That 
on that podcast was entirely spoiler free so you can listen to that as well um, Man United have returned to playing football and some good some bad uh, I need to do a podcast tomorrow there's a lot of stuff to talk about on tomorrow's podcast actually uh, there is a game tonight we're playing against Brighton in a couple of hours so look out for that as well uh, but we did beat Sheffield United 3-0 and uh, Anthony Martial, the French striker, uh, got his first hat-trick for Man United. And also, Man United's first hat-trick since 2013. Which is an embarrassing stat, but that stat is now gone, I suppose. Uh, but we did that as well, and we won that. Uh, classic Reviews are still continuing for Season 4. There will be a new episode tomorrow. But so far, Season 4, Episode 1 was for The Truman Show. Season 4, Episode 2 was for Liar Liar. And Season 4, Episode 3 was for The Mask. It is a Jim Carrey entire season. Uh, so you can look out for those if you want to. And there'll be a new episode tomorrow as well. Uh, what else have we got here? Um, yeah, that's pretty much what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Let's get into some news. Alright, so I will start. Uh, you've got one thing to add to the rumour mill, but we will start with uh, my stuff for the rumour mill. And most of it is Warner Brothers games, so let's get into these. Uh, so in terms of rumour mill stuff, of course, take this with a bit of a pinch of salt. This isn't clickbait stuff, this is rumoured stuff. We don't talk about clickbait stuff on here because it's lies. But uh, the new Batman game is apparently going to be called Gotham Knights. There was a URL registered. I don't know exactly what the URL is, but it has been reported in different places. You could probably look it up if you if you want to go and find that. So it's apparently called Gotham Knights, which is interesting. Um, Robert, any thoughts on that? The new Batman game? Uh, it would have to depend. I mean, the, uh, the Arkham Knight game was just such a dumpster fire in terms of bugs. The fact that you still can't get it on PC and that it was patched half-assedly on console. I mean, I, I would love one because I love the gameplay mechanics, but that game just had way too many challenges, way too many collectibles. I It just got to the point where it was padding for the sake of padding. I, if they were going to do it again, I'd want them to really concentrate on story. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I'd be pretty excited for a new Batman game if it was something fresh and kind of outside the Arkham series I think a new Batman game would be really really great but I think it needs to be something a little bit outside of it because the Arkham series is was finished with Arkham Knight so I don't really know how you do another game but um yeah I think this is going to be kind of a new story or whatever but uh again we don't know too we know very very little about this game so we can only speculate uh I mean there's different arcs they could take I mean I'd be perfectly happy with like uh uh, Batman Beyond version of the Arkham series. That would be good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's decades worth of Batman comics, so plenty to choose from. So, um, sticking with Warner Brothers and DC, uh, Rocksteady is apparently making a Suicide Squad game. This was reported by Eurogamer earlier in the week, or late last week, I think. I think it was, it was definitely after we did last week's podcast. Um, yeah, so not really sure how I feel about a Suicide Squad game. Um, I don't think they're a great particular bunch of DC characters. I mean, to me, the standout characters are Harley Quinn and Deadshot. Outside of that, you've got what, like Killer Croc, and you've got I know you, I know you've had different teams in different comic book kind of adaptions for them, but they're just not the most attractive DC characters. I I I sort of think. Well, they're not the most well known, but they're also not yeah. the most overpowered, so that you could feasibly have a squad go in and be risk um some of the more notables is uh captain boomerang which had been which was normally a flash villain but he was on the uh uh, on the arrow for the dc universe um a couple other guys but that's one of those things that you know they make a punisher game and he's technically an anti-hero um and that was that was a super dark game back in the day i don't know if you ever saw any of that old footage of the punisher game they made I did see some of it, yeah. I never played it. Yeah, it, it was super dark. Um, and obviously, The Punisher had a great run on Netflix as a TV show. Mm-hmm. 
So I could see that as a possibility depending on where they were going and what they were doing and how the game actually controlled. But that's one of those things that you would really need more information before you can make a jump on that. Mm-hmm. One of the weirder pieces of information about this game, uh, I don't remember the exact URL, but there was something like Suicide Squad Beats the Justice League dot com or something. Don't really quite understand that like at all. Um but again, we know very, very little about these games. This is rumor mill stuff, so uh we shall see. But I thought, you know, Eurogamer, which is a good website and that, um, they did report this, so I thought we'd we'd add it into this Warner Brothers bunch. It it would just be good when we finally find out what these games actually are and we can talk about them properly. Uh but uh, I suppose we'll have to wait until that day arrives. Uh, sticking with Warner Brothers for one last um, piece on them, the Harry Potter. This was reported by IGN that because they they reported on a report, so make of that what you will. That uh, the Harry Potter RPG, which was leaked, apparently that was in 2018, not 2019. So time really does fly. But uh, that particular RPG is coming in uh, the fall, which you guys call it over there, we call it the autumn here, uh, of 2021, which kind of makes sense. I don't think you want to release all these three games at the same time. Um, I think what you could possibly do is make one of these games a PS5 launch title. I think Batman would be the best option for that. Have Rocksteady's game come out at the first quarter of 2021, and then at the end of 2021... Have the Harry Potter game come out? This is just me guessing. I'm not telling you what's happening. But uh, what do you think in terms of releasing those three games? Under normal circumstances, that would be a fairly reasonable schedule. With everything that's going on right now, who the hell knows? Yeah, yeah. So, we shall see. But I I think, I mean, it doesn't need to be a launch title. But I think Batman on a PS5 launch title, I think, would, would make a lot of sense. So... There we go. Uh, Kojima has tweeted. Now, just to be clear about this, uh, this was also reported by IGN. I did. I didn't get around to actually seeing these tweets, but Kojima's been tweeting some stuff out. Of course, he's a we like to call him weird and wonderful um, kind of guy because he is a very, very nice person, at least from what we know and all that. Uh, but he is quirky and weird in his own way. If you've seen a single trailer for one of his video games, you'll know what we're talking about. <laughs> but um, have you ever seen the old Keanu Reeves movie Speed? I don't think so, no. Dennis Hopper has a great line in it. It's towards the end of the movie, and I don't want to give it away because it's actually worth watching, but Dennis Hopper has a great line that says, poor people are crazy, I'm eccentric. All right, then. Yeah. Um, who was that made by, sorry? Who did you say? Uh, Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock started it, along with Kevin Bridges and Dennis Hopper, so it had a, quite the cast. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Kojima's been tweeting some Death Stranding related stuff, uh, potentially for a sequel. Uh, I don't know how I feel about this Stranding sequel, I quite like the way it ended, I don't think you need to like open that world up again necessarily. Uh, Kojima's also talked within the last year or so about doing films, which I think would be really good, or maybe a, a, a TV show of some kind, or something that isn't a video game. Uh, which I think a lot of people like the idea of. Um, what do you think of either a Death Stranding sequel or for him to just move on to... Well, not move on, but do do a film next time. What do you think? Okay, so this is a bit of a preface in that I haven't played the game, so I'm asking this, and if it spoils something, just say it spoils something. Do they get much into how the world got to the point that it's in when you start the game? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then my only thought would be, because I don't know how the, the story ends, but my thought would be more of a prequel of how the world got to that place, but if they cover it fairly well in the game, then there's no real need for that. Um, and it's pretty obvious from Kojima on how he's been doing things that he really would rather do TV shows or movies. I think him partnering with Netflix or Amazon Prime or somebody like that to do maybe a Death Stranding series. I mean, we've already had... Um, a Castlevania series, and we've already had a Witcher series, and we've got a couple other video games. We got Cyberpunk coming up, mm-hmm. so it's not like that couldn't be done. Yeah. Um, but having not played the game, I don't know how much that's going to involve in like retconning story parts and this and that. But that's all things that can be taken care of with the script. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. In terms of like actually exploring sequel or prequel or some sort of DLC for Death Stranding, I'm not really not really sure. Um, but of course I haven't got the brain that Kojima's got, so uh, he might tell me something else. So, 
it will just be a case of waiting and, and seeing. Uh, he's only he's only tweeting out some pictures. We'll we'll see what uh, he comes up with. I'm sure he's working on something like at the moment because uh, it it has been a, a little while at least since Death Stranding's been out. So I'm sure he's working on something at least or f- forming an idea for whatever is next. Uh, but we'll just have to wait and see what that is for. Um, and uh, I've written this next to Rumor Mill, but it very much isn't. Uh, I think I've just got it the next part of my notes. So moving out of Rumor Mill into uh, definitive news, I suppose. Um, Call of Duty Season 4 has got a Part 2 update. Update, rather. And uh, I'm going to go through... I'm not going to read the whole text blog post thing that they put out, because it's mostly Warzone stuff. But uh, there is a new sniper arriving. So this is available now. So if you can download it quicker than I can, you can play it, I suppose. Uh, a new weapon called the Ritek AMR. I think it's a sniper rifle. I don't think it's a marksman rifle because it looks a lot more like a sniper rifle. Um, so we'll see if that is any good. I don't know if it's bolt action or I, I I couldn't tell you. I haven't used the gun or seen any of it. I've, I can only see a sideways picture of it. So I couldn't tell you. Um, so that's being added. There's a new multiplayer map being added called Cheshire Park. Which is based on a real place in the UK. There's a few maps in Call of Duty that have been, uh, one of which is Piccadilly. Of course, Piccadilly Circus is a real place. Um, and there's also Hackney Yard. Um, I don't know if Hackney Yard specifically is a real place, but Hackney definitely is. So, um, yeah, sticking with some uh, British locations with the, for the game, which I think is pretty cool. Um, so they're adding that. They're adding a new operator, which I don't care about, called Ro- Rose, Rose? Uh, R-O-Z-E, Rose or Rosie. Um, they're now upping the Warzone players from 150 to 200, so adding 50. Uh, of course, I don't play Warzone, so I don't really, I'm not bothered about that. Uh, more Warzone updates. There is a uh, Juggernaut Royale. I have no idea what that is, but I think you can get the Juggernaut in the Battle Royale. I don't know if more than one person can have it. I don't know if everybody has it or if it's something that you can pick up in the game as a because that is a, a kill streak in the game. Um, new contracts, um, there's a spotter scope, which I think is a pair of binoculars, and gulag weapons update. So that, the gulag, for those of you that don't know, if you die in the uh, war zone, you get a second chance. You get thrown into the gulag showers, and, um, you have to kill the other person that you fight against. If you lose, you get thrown out of the game, or sent back to the main menu, the lobby menu if you kill the person you're able to parachute back into the map and have a second chance if you die after that so after your second chance you are then eliminated from the match uh there's a new multiplayer mode called team defender i don't know too much about that but that's been revealed as well uh there's a gunfight tournament reward uh, i do actually not mind gunfight it's not bad basically you get spawned in with a random weapon and once you get a kill with that gun uh, you get given the next random weapon, so it's sort of testing your skills. You know, like you can go from uh, a knife to a pistol to a sniper to a riot shield to a uh, assault rifle, that kind of thing. Um, I think everybody gets the same guns in in a row, but they're always like randomised. But I think you, you usually start with a pistol. Um, there's also a triple feed XP. There's loads of like triple XP stuff kind of going around. Where I have the problem with this game, not only with the ridic- ridiculous size of this game now, and the fact that I can't uninstall Warzone, even though I don't really need it, because it's not, it's it's kind of part of the multiplayer, but it's not, it shouldn't be a required part of the game. Where my problem comes into the game is, there's other, there's just other things I could be adding, because this game has been out since October, which is six, seven months, roughly. And they could be adding um, new perks, new kill streaks, new equipment, um, new uh, sorry previous like classic maps from there's there's three previous Modern Warfare games which have had loads of maps each. Uh, there's other classic maps like Terminal and uh, Nuketown and a bunch of others that people have kind of talked about and asked for, but they haven't added that. Uh, it doesn't seem like this season they're going to add a new classic map. I, I'm I'm all for the the new maps and stuff. That's really cool and like the new guns and stuff, but. In terms of the updates for the games, like I'm not gonna, I'm not playing Warzone, and it, it kind of seems to me at the moment that because Warzone's been a big success and they've they've obviously expanded from I think it was 100 players and 150, now it's 200 players. They're clearly trying to put more into Warzone, and like you know, for those people that enjoy Warzone and they're happy with the updates, I'm really glad about that. But I don't play that game mode. I play the the multiplayer stuff, and it really feels like since Warzone has come out that they've kind of peeled back a little bit on the multiplayer updates 
and leaned a lot more into the Warzone updates. Um, Robert, I know you don't play the game, and obviously I do play it quite a, uh, quite a bit, but what do you think of this whole updates situation and how they're kind of handling the game? Yeah, I mean, updates can always be a tricky thing because, uh, <clears throat> you know, you need a little bit of this, a little bit of that. This has to change. That has to change. And you're never going to make changes to where everybody's happy unless something was like, so horribly broke that everybody absolutely hated it. And those are very, very few and far between. Um, past that, it's just one of those things that you kind of have to wait for the update to finish, come out, and let people get some time with it to see where it's really going. See if it's a good change or a bad change. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, they did this, like, um, I've got to can't remember what it's called, but it's when you press L1 and R1 and you can use, like, Dead Silence, you can use... Uh, EMP drones and things like that, and there's only like seven options, I think, for for that. I usually stick with um, either the trophy system or the dead silence, depending on the situation. Trophy system is basically where uh, if you put that trophy system down in a particular area, if any kind of explosive projectile, so like an RPG or a grenade or a um, even like a gas grenade, things like that, it can't hit you if it's near that, because the trophy system will basically destroy it. Uh, some people have even said to me things like cruise missiles, which is a kill streak. It blocks those as well, which is crazy. But uh, it does do that as well. I, I have that, and then I have dead silence. Um, dead silence basically lets you once you switch that on, you can f- sprint at full speed, and you can't hear any footsteps. So it's a, it, and it makes you run a little bit faster. So it's basically a way for you to get to a particular point of the map, quiet, quieter, and or in silence. And uh, a lot faster as well. But I think they could maybe add some more of them. They could add some more perks and stuff. They could add maybe some kill streaks. Now with kill streaks, there is twenty-two of them, twenty-five of them, which is quite a lot. I I understand that is quite a lot of kill streaks, but a lot of them are pretty sort of basic ones. You know, your missiles, your cluster strikes, or uh, EMPs and UAVs and 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 that sort of stuff, and like you know, uh, VTOL strikes and, and things like that. But I, I just think that they could add to the game in, in different areas that they, they haven't done. And uh, we'll see if they ever decide to do that. Uh, so we'll see if they ever decide to uh, add to that. But for now, uh, the Season 4 update is out, the second part of it. And uh, we'll see where that takes the season. Um, or whatever is going to be next for that as well. And I assume Season 5 will be released at some point. Someone did say, one of my uh, friends that played the game, it did say to me that Season 4 is going to be the last one. I'm not sure where they heard that for, but I don't think that's going to be the case. So, we shall see. Uh, you want Oh yeah, you did want to add something to the rumor mill, didn't you? What was... Yeah, that? it's more of a rumor squashing mill. Um, for a few weeks now, there's been rumors that Fable 4 and a new Perfect Dark game have been in the works. Well, Xbox marketing director Aaron Greenberg has officially responded in from Twitter saying, quote, I hope everyone know I know everyone is hungry for news, but sorry to get your hopes up. These accounts referring to the Twitter accounts for those games have been inactive for a while. It's standard practice to secure social handlings for all our IPs, which is true. Um, this comes from people thinking that there's going to be a new Perfect Dark game because of a Perfect Dark Twitter account. But it turns out that that account was created by a fan. What uh, spawned the rumors that it was a possible a of a game was that uh, Xbox veteran Kid and Lob had been following the account. Uh, the other uh, uh, Fable account was obviously created and is owned by Microsoft. And this has gone back for a while. Back in uh, 2018, Eurogamer actually reported that the uh, 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 Forza Horizon's second team Playground is working was working on the Fable 4 game, saying that they had more than 200 people on staff. But obviously, this is not going to be a game that's coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, for history's sake, Fable was obviously created by Peter Molyneux and Lionhead Studios. Uh, Lionhead was closed down after the cancellation of Fable Legends a long time ago, uh, and Molyneux left uh, Microsoft uh, before that. So. Yeah, I mean, I I think Microsoft will return to Fable eventually. Um, I don't know about Perfect Dark was the other game that you mentioned, mm-hmm. was it? Uh, not quite sure about that, um, but I do think that they'll return to Fable at some point because I th- I do think that Xbox is in this position where you know Gears of War is going to be in its sixth game, um, Halo is going to have its sixth game with with Infinite, 
Um, cause I'm, I'm assuming there's going to be another Gears of War game, possibly. If not, then there'll be, you know, the five games. But those are two series that, uh, have been going on for, for a while, such as, you know, Uncharted on the PlayStation side has had, like, well, six games if you count Golden Abyss, which is an Uncharted game still. Um, but I do think it's time for Xbox to es- establish what their big IPs kind of are. Because um, even though, yes, you've got a Hellblade 2 in development, can you do a Hellblade 3 and 4 and 5? Um, you've got Halo Infinite, of course, in development. How much longer can Halo continue to have um, new games after Infinite? We don't really know. But out- outside of those games, I mean, Forza's always going to kind of be there. Obviously, they're going to switch between the, the two different uh, franchises within uh, Forza. But I, I, I kind of think it's time for Microsoft to establish, to, yeah, to establish some new big... IP just in the same way that you know uh, Last of Us is in its second game and Horizon's obviously a big new one uh, you got Spider-Man God of War's been revived you've got Days Gone which I know is a little bit of on, on the smaller side of, of of their games but Sony's done a really good job with that over the last well three to four to five years of establishing okay these are our new big um, franchises I think it's time for Xbox to do that and I think they could they could kind of do for Fable what PlayStation has done for God of War, which is take a franchise that has been around for a while, because obviously there has been a few Fable games and it goes back a, a long time. Um, give some kind of like revival game of, of Fable, just in the same way that they did with God of War. Whether that means the same characters coming back, I don't really know anything about the, the Fable games and that, but I think they have an opportunity to do that as well. So we'll just have to have to see. But I I kind of just I look at some of the games xbox has got and like how far can you get with like grounded and um some some of the, some of the other stuff like that i just think that you know you, you look at xbox and you have halo gears forza those have always been the three big ip but how how long can those three franchises kind of remain that and is it time for microsoft to kind of to get some new ip kind of up and running i think it's it's time for them to do that well they have purchased a lot of studios in the last couple of years and we know that uh um the thing is is though outside of those three that you mentioned they don't really have a whole lot of exclusivity with those titles because they're more along the lines of let's sell as many games as possible versus let's only sell our games on our platform i mean how long ago did they buy uh minecraft from uh notch studios and then it came yeah it came out on the switch which Minecraft is a perfect game out on the Switch, mm-hmm. and you can still play it on your PS4, and I'm assuming it'll be updated for PS5 when that comes out. So they're still always going to be in the mindset of play all the games and then just have more sales, because you got to wonder, outside of their core franchises, which are never going to go on any other platform outside of PC, if they're looking at sales and just realize, you know, we're just losing out on sales if we don't have it on another platform. Hmm. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we'll just have to see what these... Because there was a fair few studios that they brought, weren't there? So um, we'll have to just see what they what they kind of come up with. Because so, they got, like, Obsidian and... Uh, is it In Exile? Is that what they... In Exile yeah. and a whole bunch of others. Yeah. So all in good time, things will be revealed. So uh, we shall see. Uh, speaking of reveals and games and whatnot... Uh, we do have the PS Plus games for July 2020, um, so let's read out those. We do, of course, only have two, because that's the way things are. Uh, Rise There's of the... three. Three, sorry, yeah. Uh, NBA 2K 2020, I'm just used to there being two, I suppose, so I forgot there was three, but there is three written down here. NBA 2K20, which there's going to be another one by the end of the year, which will be NBA 2K21, so that's your sports game. Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, that's another one, and the interactive um, trackpad only, if you want to call it that game, um, Erica, which wasn't actually released that long ago, I think it was near sort of the start of the, I do remember playing it, and I didn't review it or anything, it, it, it was, it was, it was good, it had its problems, but it's a, it's a good adventure, if you want to call it that, plus if you've got PS Plus, you can quote unquote download it for free, if you pay for a subscription, so, yeah. Uh, but if you want that, you'll be able to download that for free next month. I do. I would recommend that you try Erica. It's a good game. Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider is pretty good, uh, and NBA 2K20, which I, I assume with that game, if if you want your NBA game, you've probably got that. But if you're curious about that, you can download that as well. Uh, any thoughts on these choices or these games? Uh, well, it's going to be interesting with the NBA uh, 2K20 if. Uh... 
how that'll roll into 21 because we don't even know how much of a season we're going to have for 21. Uh, we don't even know if we're going to finish the 20 season. That's still kind of up in the air. Uh-huh. Um, as for the Tomb Raider game, that was a Games with Gold a, a while ago. Of course, that game came a year in advance to the Xbox platform exclusively versus PC uh, versus a PS4. But when it came out to the PS4, there was like a 20th anniversary edition as well. So, I mean, they're both fine games. I don't really play sports games a whole lot. Um, never really been my jam um, because I find more fun with sports games sitting next to the person, trash talking, this, that, and the other versus just playing it online. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, not a bad month. Fairly, fairly good. I think there's two games you can enjoy there. And like I said, like I said, if you... I, I think I'm right in the way, like, okay, if you're an NBA person, you've probably brought that year's game. But nonetheless, it's uh, free to try if you want to do so. Uh, let's move over to the Xbox side of things um, for July 2020. So, WRC8 FIA, I think it's called, World Rally Championship, will be available to download. That's an Xbox One game. Dunk Lords is an Xbox One game. Saints Row 2 and... Um, I'm just going to read this out how it's spelled. Juju. J-U-J-U is available. Uh, is going to be available as well. Um, I don't think... It, I think it's another bad month for Games of Gold. Um, I think that there's... Maybe Saints Row 2 is probably the biggest one. Although I think those games are fairly bad. It's just my opinion. I'm, I'm only here to share my opinion. But... Uh, what do you think of that month, this month coming up? Well, anybody that's a fan of racing is definitely going to be interested in WRC8 uh, World Rally Championship because um, it is, you know, a racing game, but it's not a track. You're basically going sideways half the time on really, really narrow roads at very high speeds. According to the description on the article, Dunk Lords is a beat-em-up basketball game with a large cast of characters with unique attacks. It is an over-the-top by design combining arcade basketball with combat dunk lords has a story mode that can be played solo or co-op with another player competitive gauntlet mode and an arcade mode that supports up to four players i might check it out just because i'm curious how you combine uh, combat and basketball if it was something like you know aussie rules football or american rules football that would be very very easy in fact there's been games like that the the blitz series mm-hmm. Uh, Saints Row 2, I was never a fan, but I know people like it. Um, very minimal descriptions on Juju, a cute platformer starring a shaman panda and his lizard pal Peyo. Uh, don't know if I'll check that out. have to look at it, see what that's all about. So, Yeah, that's your Games of Gold, July 2020. So we'll see what they come up with in August, and we will let you know about that at the end of next month. Once we get there, um, what do you want to talk about this week? Uh, well, a game is coming back. Kingdoms of Amalur has a reboot to it, and it also has the dumbest subtitle since Metal Gear Solid Revengeance. This is Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning for PC, PS4, and Xbox One, uh, and it's uh, out for pre-order now. There's the base version at $40, so that's kind of cool that it's at a cheaper price. There is a collector's edition because, of course, uh, includes the base game, all DLC, as well as Alan Shear collectible statue, keychain, a copy of the original soundtrack, uh, artwork, and that will be at $110 on the PS4 and $100 on the PC. And it's the same $110 on the Xbox One. No idea why it's 10 bucks cheaper on PC. The article doesn't say. Uh, it's at a very limited order. It's already sold out, so you'll have to try to catch it on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, for people that don't remember, Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning was a game that came out back in 2012. Uh, had a very storied past. From what I could tell, it was a pretty decent RPG. I never got into it. But the company itself that made it had... Uh, some issues and things kind of went wrong on there. So, mm-hmm. speaking of collectibles and stuff, I have seen the uh, Ellie one for Last of Us Two, and I do want that, but I have no idea how much it is. So, well, unless you <laughs> unless you already pre-ordered it, you know it's going to be three times as much 
uh, on secondary markets. Yep. So, uh, but there's yeah, that that is what it is. So, um, this isn't a game I've heard of particularly, but if people like it and uh, you know it's attached to a, a, a previous series, as you said, so if people like that previous series and they want to play this game and they maybe want to get the special edition. Uh, that's pretty good for them, but uh, other than that, I don't have too much to say about that. So, um, anything else on that? No, I mean, I remember it, I just never really had enough interest in it to play it. Cool. Uh, what else do you want to talk about today? Uh, well, the last thing I have to talk about is definitely the wildest story we've had in a while, and that's saying something. <laughs> didn't Easily... You say, didn't you say something like that last week? Yeah, it's just like... This is what 2020 is now, isn't it? Yeah, it's just like a every week. Every week, a new, yeah. this is 2020, come at me, bro, kind of a thing. So easily the biggest star on Twitch, Herschel Guy Beam the fourth, known as Dr. Disrespect, has been permabanned off of Twitch. Is that, uh, is that his real name? Yeah, Herschel I never knew that. Air Guy Beam the fourth. Okay. Um, and I'm assuming it's Beam because it's B-E-H-A-M. So usually in that case, the H is silent. Um, easily the biggest streamer on the platform very regularly gets 12 to 15,000 concurrent viewers at any given time Um, and he has been shit canned off the platform there is no statement anywhere on that officially Uh, the only real statement is a pinned tweet that he has from his official twitter account on the uh, June 27th which was three days ago uh, Twitch has not notified me on the specific reason behind their decision. Firm handshakes to all the support during this difficult time. There's a video out there that shows his last eight minutes on stream. And you can tell that because he checks his phone at like two minutes in. And you can tell he just got the news. And the last six minutes is honestly a little hard to watch because he's uh, clearly trying to uh, you know, process the information of him not being able to do what he's clearly yeah, been well, very good at able to do yeah 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 and nobody really nobody at all has any idea what's going on the two only real what i would consider reliable sources is um slasher i'm assuming his name part of his name is in the twitter account so i'm assuming it is it's rod uh, breslow his uh, Twitter profile reads, world's number one esports con- uh, consultant and insider, competitive gaming leader, internet culture savant, high-class leak boy, which I don't know what a leak boy is. And he's tweeted out on the 27th as well, been looking for several hours now, and I have been told from a credible source the reason for Dr. Disrespect has been banned. However, due to the importance and sensitivity around the subject, I have refrained from going on with it. I don't feel about, I don't feel comfortable with it currently. Uh, the only other real, uh, person is the Twitter account, Shannon Z killer. Um, she apparently used to work at Twitch for a while. Um, she tweeted out and then deleted from my own sources. Doc is indeed gone and not just on Twitch. I know why, but cannot say, but this is serious. She did eventually uh, delete that tweet because that went super viral and then replied to her replied to her deleted tweet saying, hey, I totally get that it turns out people didn't want more confirmation that this is a permavan without the reason and felt the tweet was clout chasing. So I will respect those pers- perspectives and delete the tweet. Um, nobody knows what's going on in terms of the general public. Several people have said that they know, but they don't want to say why. Um, nobody's saying this in regard to when he went into the bathrooms live streaming last year at E3. Yeah, obviously he got banned off of that because that is a very bannable offense. Yeah. Um, and Twitch has been going through a purge lately. There's actually a full list of, of a database of streamers that have been either month banned or perma banned off of the platform because of all the upcoming allegations, all the allegations that have popped out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only thing we know really hundred percent confirmed for, for, for real is that this is a permanent ban because all of his, uh, sub subscriptions have been refunded. You can't even find his channel on Twitch anymore. There's been rumors. The two rumors that I've heard the most was that he had cheated on his wife with another female streamer 
and that Twitch made some sort of NDA uh, non-disclosure agreement with her to do about that, and she had complied with it. But then recently she came back wanting more money, and they just said, nah, I'm calling 75 to 85% bullshit on that because, first off, Twitch had just signed within the last year a multi-year, multi-million dollar deal with Dr. Disrespect. And if they were already paying her, unless she was asking for like some comical amount of money, they would more than likely just either renegotiate the NDA or, I mean, technically they could have her arrested for extortion because she already signed the NDA once. Now she's demanding more money. But if that goes to court, then they would have to, you know, the details of that would come out. But still, I'm calling total BS on that. Uh, the other rumor is that Dr. Disrespect was trying to poach a bunch of streamers and then team up with Shroud and Ninja, who just got out of their mixer contracts, to go to some un- heretofore unknown third party to start up a competing streaming service. I'm going like 50 to 65% bullshit on that one, just because who's going to start up a streaming service? Because that takes an incredible amount of money and an incredible infrastructure. Uh, Microsoft can't do it. They just canceled their own service. Facebook is already doing it. And both Ninja and Shroud confirmed that they were offered contracts by Microsoft, by uh, Facebook gaming and turned it down. Google's the only one that would even really have a compete, but they've tried several times to do not a streaming service, mm-hmm. but kind of a video active service like their hangouts and whatnot. And nobody wanted to use that. Nope. And Amazon, own, <coughs> excuse me, Amazon owns Twitch, so that leaves them out. And outside of like like Tencent or some other like mega corp like that, I honestly can't think of who would have the funds, the resources, the infrastructure, and the name recognition. Even if they did, Doctor Disrespect, Shroud Ninja, and he poached like five or ten other fairly well known streamers off of Twitch's service. I just don't see who could pull that off. And I could be completely wrong. Maybe they're partnering up with Elon Musk. Maybe they're partnering up with... Uh, um, what's his face? Uh, hmm. Now I'm going to have to look it up. Who? Um, give me There's one no second. Me asking you who should... Yeah. Um, that's uh, a... Mark Cuban. He owns the Magic. He owns the uh, Dallas uh, Mavericks. He's a multi-billionaire. He didn't invent, but he basically pioneered audio streaming on the internet back in the early 90s. Those are the only two names that I could think of off the top of my head that might be able to put something together. But neither of them have shown any interest in doing that, so... Yeah, it's a a really weird one. Um, I've looked at various... I haven't, like, tried to get too deep into this or whatever, but just try to have a general look around and see what people think. Nobody's got any clue as to what happened with uh, Doctor Disrespect and like you said with um, with people that maybe do know certain things they're, they're completely not allowed to say um, but uh, obviously he couldn't reveal it on his stream or whatever he does look pretty see it's it's interesting with him because I've seen him like you know I've seen some like you know Call of Duty Rage stuff from him and stuff like that and it is a little bit it, it is somewhat difficult to tell his facial expression just because of you know the glasses and that and you can't see his his eyes and things but you can you can kind of tell just from you know the rest of his face and his body language and that but that that uh he's pretty devastated by it uh we can't obviously comment on what it was because nobody has any idea uh so we we couldn't really tell you but uh i did see a couple of people online saying like hey i did know i do know what he did and it is really really bad and that but it, we 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 don't know so um but yeah in terms of you know in terms of the streaming platforms that are left there is obviously twitch which you know seemingly he's perma perma banned from or permanent permanently banned from um there's obviously youtube live that you could you could do obviously mixers not or it's gone and turned into facebook pretty much um so uh, yeah there is a maybe maybe there is a little bit of a market out there for for a brand new streaming platform but you know the majority of the time i see now people are either streaming on twitch or uh or on youtube live or they're they're doing some sort of video there or something um i think you can do i haven't tested this out myself but you can do live stuff on patreon um you you don't have to well it's up to the content creator what they decide but i think you can do a free uh patreon stream i'm not sure if i don't think that would work the same way with like the integrated ads with twitch and things like that i think it would be a bit different but that's another potential option. Um, 
so uh, we'll just have to just have to wait and see. But it's it's certainly a weird one, and uh, not as weird as some of the crazy stuff we've seen this year. I'll, I'll, I can definitely tell you that, but because uh, obviously we don't have context as to what this is, but um, certainly weird and uh, mysterious. Um, so I mean, I'm I'm not even going to try and like sit here and guess for five or ten minutes what he did because pff, it could be anything, couldn't it? So. Yeah, and it's the silence that's really disturbing because it's not like somebody came out with like a twit long or whatever and accused him of this, this, and this, and then Twitch responded by uh, canning him off, which has happened to several streamers. Um, and I've managed to find the database. Um, right now it's listing at 305 different streamers who have been either suspended, permabanned, or kicked off of something because of some accusation. Um, and it's a very, and it's just a database. It's literally just like a Google doc spreadsheet that just keeps growing. Um, so there's way too many to read, but we never had anything about that. Obviously last year at E3, when he got, uh, a two week ban for going to the bathroom, that's obviously a very, you know, we know why that yeah, happened. Invasion of privacy. Yeah. Invasion of privacy. It's illegal to stream in public bathrooms in California, hosted all different things. And they were said, no, nah, I'm fighting this. He's like, yeah, I did. It was a mistake. And, you know, he just took us two weeks and went on with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we haven't heard anything from Shroud and Ninja on where they're going next. And to be honest, if I was either one of them, I would lay low for like a couple of months because it's getting wacky out there on the streaming side plus since their contracts got bought out it's not like they need to make money right away mm-hmm. so if i was one of them i'd just be like you know full gopher just head down hiding it you know take a month off see where the dust settles if it even starts to settle by then yeah take a break you know and uh go from there I mean, I couldn't tell them what they should do. I've I've no idea, but uh, yeah, maybe do something like that. Oh yeah, and that's yeah. not. I'm not saying they should do that. I'm saying if I was in their position, it's an option. Yeah, that's what I would be doing. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, but there we go. Uh, I do want to move off of this as well. Obviously, if we get any updates that we know about and that we can talk about, um, you know, if if some information is publicly released or whatever, we'll uh, see what we could do in terms of follow up. But at the moment, it's a mystery. So, uh, but uh, in terms of finishing off the show, because you said that was the last thing you had to talk about, wasn't it? Yeah, that's the last thing I've got. Cool. Uh, so we've got about, uh, we're a little bit more uh, strained for time today, so I've got maybe five or ten minutes or so. Um, we've got four emails, we'll see how many we, we can get through. Of course, if we run out of time, we will save the other emails until next week. You'll not be left out. If you'd like to send in your emails, thoughts, feelings, questions, comments about video games or entertainment talk or anything related to any of that, uh, Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, Corella uh, says, I was confused and surprised by Matt's lack of enthusiasm for the new Crash Bandicoot game. Could he enlighten us? Um, you know, I, I, I kind of explained it a little bit last week, but I'm, I'm very happy to kind of go over it a little bit more. It was just it was just that kind of like oh the game's leaked I woke up early like by accident as we can sometimes do and it it just was not the way I wanted to find out about a new Crash Bandicoot game I would have much preferred if let's say the same Monday stream thing still happened with Jeff Keighley the whole summer of games fest and all that and they said hey guys we got a new like game announcement four o'clock and bam Crash Bandicoot pops up that would have been a much much bigger surprise I certainly don't have a lack of enthusiasm for the game I'm very very excited for it and uh, it it was also a little bit of a case last week where they showed some snippets of gameplay but it was more of like a trailer sort of thing and um, yeah they did show a little bit more gameplay I think after that IGN did a video uh, Jonathan Dornbush with IGN did a video and it, it made me a lot more excited for the game so I was obviously always looking forward to a new Crash Bandicoot game it just it didn't quite go the way I would have wanted it to and given the fact I also looked around the Crash Bandicoot community everybody was sort of like oh we didn't really want this game to be like leaked or whatever but um it it, you know these things happen so uh any thoughts on that Robert uh no not really I mean like I've mentioned before I'm not really that deep into the game space for Crash I know you're a huge fan of it Mm -hmm. I do agree that it's kind of a bummer of how that gets spoiled it's kind of like when uh you know, you first wake up and then you, uh, um, you know, just check your, you know, your phone and then you hit on Facebook and then like something spoilers comes out and you're just like, crap. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it was just that kind of situation. But uh, nonetheless, I am excited for the game and all the things they're trying with it. So we shall see. Uh, Louise says, I know Matt um, plays Call of Duty regularly, but what was the last competitive game Robert played and what would you want from one now? So uh, she's asking you in terms of uh, not necessarily a shooter because there's things like Overwatch and there's other online games. Uh, What would you want from one now if you were to play a competitive online game um, well i have played some competitive games i did play overwatch for a hot minute because a friend mm. of mine was in it but he was way above me in terms of <laughs> skill level i was he's like i think he's hit master rank now on overwatch um and the problem that i always had with the game was that because i didn't have any friends that were playing at my level in terms of the rankings it was always just random maps, uh, random matches rather, and then we just got into a very long pile of people just, you know, quitting halfway through. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine tried to get me into MOBAs for a while, so I played, uh, you know, Heroes of the Storm, League of Legends, games like that. Um, and I, I, you know, I didn't hate them. It's just it didn't really fit, you know, my level interest of play. So I don't know that I could actually say what I would want because I don't know that what I would actually play consistently would ever get made into a game. Um, I have played multiplayer games before. Um, uh, State of Decay 2 has multiplayer, which anybody that's been listening to this podcast for a while knows that I love that series and I love that game. But their multiplayer was absolute garbage. They had a very... uh, very grind-heavy, um, yeah, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, horde mode, oh. for one. And then they set it up to where other people could come into your uh, into your game. But doing that caused a whole host of other issues, and it just never really went anywhere from there. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of other multiplayer games. that I, I mean, I've done tons of like collectible card game multiplayer games, but those are all one-on-one. Um, I guess the only thing out of that, I would maybe a chance to set up custom games where you could have two, three, four people, but I don't know if that's something that could even feasibly be done or not. Uh, and outside of that, I really don't know. Hmm. Okay, cool. Um, well, there's, you know, games being in development all the time, so we'll see, uh, if anything catches Robert's eye in the future. Ian says, I know that Matt loves, um, he says loved, but I do do still love Naughty Dog, uh, games apart from, sorry, I know that Matt loves, uh, Naughty Dog games apart from the Jack games, how does Robert feel about them, and what is his favourite developer slash studio? Um, yeah, how do you feel about, uh, Naughty Dog these days? I, I don't dislike them at all. I played Last of Us. I didn't. I enjoyed it. I don't think it's the 10 that everybody says it was, but again, that's strictly my personal opinion. I think it's like 7.5 to 8, maybe. Uh, eventually, at some point, I'll get around to playing the Nathan Drake games. I think I have them as part of a Games with Gold, but I actually have to double-check. I'm kind of waiting on PS5 to come out to see if uh, PS4 Pro goes down at, at all price because uh, I don't really have the hard drive space and the, the games do kind of chug a little bit on the, the PS4 that I do have. Um, Undead Studios is one of my favorites. They make the aforementioned uh, State of Decay games. Those are just absolute gems. Uh, outside of that, I don't really think I have a studio that I follow. I don't really play Gears. I like Halo, but I haven't played it in a while. I don't really have a need to play it. Um, but they all do good. I wasn't the biggest fan of Bungie, but I haven't really played uh, Destiny 2. And when I say Bungie, I mean Bungie when they got Destiny away from Activision. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I think they kind of botched that whole thing. Uh, Ubisoft does a fairly decent game with the uh, the uh, um, Division games. Those are pretty decent. Um, I'm still on kind of the fence with the upcoming Watch Dogs, but that's more from a, a story narrative perspective than anything the game itself does. Um, yeah, that's kind of about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think Naughty Dog are my, my favorite studio. Um, I've liked, at least from the games I've played, I've liked all of them apart from Jack and Dexter. Now, don't get me wrong, I don't think Jack and Dexter is a bad video game, it's just not one that I like particularly, but from when it comes to Naughty Dog and platformers, obviously I lean more towards Crash Bandicoot than I do Jack and Dexter. Um, 
but uh, that's just you know in terms of Last of Us and uh, Crash Bandicoot and Uncharted and some other stuff that they've done um, they're they're definitely up there for me um, but uh, yeah that's that's pretty much they're, they're pretty much my favourite studio at the moment I think they, they sort of cemented that with Last of Us 2 for me I've loved them before that obviously they've they've done some great games before that um, but um, we shall see uh, so let's go with this last question. Uh, Denai says, "If you could have a dream video game of your choice with a developer of your choice, who would it be?" I think I've talked about this a little bit before. Um, I would have a Disney video game with all of their um, properties in it. So I would basically have, let, let's say, like the Avengers Tower area in New York City with some Spider-Man stuff. There is, I mean. You, you wouldn't make it canon, obviously, but you could have it to where, like, you could throw in some Disney characters, some Pixar characters, some Star Wars characters, some Marvel characters. The list goes on and on. Um, if you want to keep it family-friendly, obviously, you don't include things like, um, you know, the Alien franchise and, you know, other more kind of violent stuff like that. But you could still go with things like you could put the Simpsons characters in there. And I don't know what the game would, you know, the plot of the game would be necessarily, but I think... Um, I don't know if you took. I know they're a bit more of an ad- adult studio, but in term in terms of how they handle open world games, Rockstar certainly knows knows what they're doing. So maybe I know Rockstar and Disney don't quite sound like they would go hand in hand necessarily. But in terms of their ability, I know they're obviously you know if they're making a family friendly game and they're more of an adult studio, it doesn't mean that they can't do that. It just means it would be something a little bit different for them. Uh, but so a developer who could take on an, an open world game where yeah you just play as a bunch of Disney characters and Marvel characters and Pixar characters and uh, you could uh, have some I think you could do some crazy cool stuff with that so because uh, I've kind of thrown that idea out there a little bit before um, so yeah that that would be kind of that that would be a game that I would I would love to see uh, plus I, I don't quite get it with Disney they've got I know you've got certain games in development like the uh, Iron Man VR thing and the Spider-Man game and the Avengers game I just kind of look at Disney. I think like you've got so many characters that you have ownership of. You could you could uh, make some money with them video games. Um, but uh, what do you think in terms of your dream game with a developer of your choice? Uh, I would like Bethesda to have made a good multiplayer Fallout game because I think that would really work. Yeah. Uh, and they just and it's not that seventy six was so bad that it wasn't redeemable. It just they clearly let that thing out of the gate way too early uh, for anyone. Um, I don't, don't even think now that it's in such a playable state that I would consider it a good game. Uh, I haven't played it since the uh, uh, Wastelanders update. I wanted to give it some time. I might go back to it if I'm feeling frisky. Um, but that was just, I had such hope for that. Um, and that kind of fell apart. Outside of that, I can't think of like a good zombie multiplayer game that I've seen that was something that I would want to play consistently. Mm -hmm. Um, So any developer, I think Ubisoft would probably have the best bet of that because they tend to have the most stable online games um, between the uh, the, uh, um, Rainbow Siege games and the uh, Division games. They've they've clearly shown that they can handle that part on the back end. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, something with like a base building to where you could kind of do it and it would kind of be your own little space, but then you could still um, have interactions with other people. Hey everyone, we had to cut off the ending of the podcast a little bit early there. I had to go and uh, get something get something done. Um, but uh, I am going to record the rest of the outro here. Uh, Robert is not with me at the moment, so he will not be saying goodbye. But uh, I'm, we'll, we'll all see you next week, of course. Uh, but in the meantime, of course, uh, if you do have any thoughts, feelings, questions, comments... Um, about anything related to video games or entertainment talk or anything like that of course Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org uh, Twitter eTalkUK there's a contact page and information in your show notes as well um, if you do want to join that discord server that me and Robert talked about at the start uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter also give us a follow on, on the social media as well um, entertainment talk and twitter etalkuk i did tweet out the uh discord server link so you can go and join that if you'd like to as well uh discord is free for those of you who may may or may not know uh so you can join that for free get involved with the discord chat and uh 
remember to invite people to the Discord chat, tell people about the website and uh, the iTunes feeds and all that sort of stuff. Word of mouth is uh, very, very important as well. So please uh, do that as well if you can. Uh, but in the meantime, you can find you can sorry find everything that we've got on EntertainmentTalk.org. Last of Us Two reviews and TV talk stuff. Just everything that we've got is on EntertainmentTalk.org. Um, so uh, you can have a look out for all of that as well but in the meantime you can also support us on Patreon um, and like I said I did put out the um, uh, the podcast about the in- the instant podcast which I'm going to be rolling out next week which is a Patreon feature but like I said you can listen to the podcast uh, explaining about what all that is uh, so look out for that next week but uh, you can also have a look at the $1 and $3 level tiers for review options and ad-free podcast options Amazon affiliate link if you're going to buy stuff on Amazon we can get a small cut but it won't cost you extra iTunes feeds please rate, review and subscribe to those that helps us out as well of course if you search for entertainment talk and for Geek Town as well Geek Town is of course David for TV and film news uh, over there but you can search for entertainment talk and Geek Town on podcast services uh, and please get subscribed over there of course geektown.co.uk if you'd like your up-to-date, reliable TV and film news, Geek Town Radios is also on Tuesday, so there will be a new episode today as well, so have a look out for that. I'll be listening to that later on. So that should be some fun. Uh, what else is there? Um, yeah, social media, please share them on Facebook and Twitter, and if you can, in different Facebook groups. Word of mouth, please tell people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds. And lastly, for Twitch and streaming, uh, Bex is on Twitch pretty much daily, and she has an alien isolation thing going on at the moment. Uh, so you can follow her, Trista Bytes, B-Y-T-E-S, is, um the twitch name over there so you can go and, f- go, and f- go and follow her and you'll be notified when she goes live uh me and david stream sometimes on twitch as well and also look out for let's play sundays thank you all very much for listening and we'll see you next week bye bye